Hello, and welcome to episode number two of Eye-Opening Moments, where you hear stories of adversity, encounters, and perspectives. These are real-life stories that can lift your spirits, give you some food for thought, or move you. I'm your host, Emily K. Tan. In this episode, you will hear about a broken heart, a conversation about a broken heart, and the place for rejuvenation. A moment of adversity called a broken heart. I was shocked. I was blindsided. It's like that rear view mirror of the car. You are always looking at it and somehow out of nowhere you get hit and you are left wondering, how did I not see that coming when I was looking so carefully? Devin and I had been together for nine years. It didn't feel that long. We had known each other several years before that. We got along exceptionally well. We seldom fought. If we did, it would quickly turn into laughter, or we'd drop it like it was nothing. We were both peace lovers and didn't care to argue. Best of all, we were usually in agreement. If we were in disagreement, it didn't bother us. It was as if we agreed to disagree and respect each other's viewpoints. It didn't matter if I had different opinions or ideas. It was like that. And perhaps we had known each other for so long because it was so easy to get along. Most significant was that he accepted me for me. I always remember him saying, you are beautiful inside and outside. I noted that he stated inside before outside, and I knew he was drawn to me from the beginning of knowing each other. I was pleased with him seeing me for who I was inside and not just another girl who attracted him. He did make me feel beautiful all around. We saw each other or talked to each other nearly every day. I hardly ever needed to call him because he would be calling me before I'd call him. It was more than I needed, but it wasn't suffocating, imposing, or controlling. It was often to check in with me, have a meal, or sweet talk. Deep or lengthy conversations would be in person, and we saw each other frequently. Looking at the frequency of contact, it was shocking and baffling how it all ended. I noticed Devin was behaving a bit differently, but I thought it was because he was declaring bankruptcy and going out of business. I thought that was what stressed him. I didn't like the Devin I saw. It seemed that he was a different person without money, and I didn't like that person he was becoming. We'd usually talk about any problems he had, but he said he didn't want to burden me with his problems this time. I thought that to be lame, a lame excuse, and demanded that he speak out. He finally did, and I learned that I had it all wrong. I discovered the person I knew for over 10 years was not the person I thought I knew. I thought I knew him, but I did not. 
I had to ask myself, how open were my eyes? How did I not see it when I was looking? After nine years, it just happened one day. He let me know that he got someone pregnant and he had to be responsible for it. And so he dumped me. If he didn't, I would have left him. I couldn't live with someone who cheated on me. I knew this about me. It was betrayal. The fighter in me knew I would overcome someday. After all, I had so many challenges before Devin, and I overcame them all. At least on the surface, I looked like the strong woman I demanded of myself. Life went on with its ups and downs and always joy in between. I once shared with an acquaintance, Jessie, about the breakup, and she said, You seem to be strong. How could you not be devastated? I said I was, but she said I didn't look it. Perhaps it's me putting on a brave face in front of the world. But I said I learned a few big lessons, and it opened me up to a new world to help me move forward. Strange but true. What ran through my mind was that nothing was permanent. Nothing would last forever. Present moments need to be treasured, for they will all pass before our eyes. I recall some ideas I read about Buddhism, and so I began to be interested in philosophy and read some books on Buddhism. There were ideas I agreed with and ideas I didn't. Whatever they were, I took in the ones that would help me move forward. If anything, I could say that the breakup led me to learn more about Buddhism, particularly the impermanence of life, and that we do indeed only have moments that can escape us at any time. The experience led me to live more in the moment and feel each moment in life. This unexpected interest in Buddhism a positive thing, resulted from the breakup. After the relationship severed, I exercised daily and sang songs like never before. It was my effort to keep myself from falling into a depression and keep myself positive. I slept well and ate well, so I thought I was doing a good job after a devastating breakup. The only thing left was a feeling of being hollowed out, as if Devin had gutted all my insides out and I was left to be like a zombie. I was physically alive and well, but emotionally, I was dead. I seemed to have lost all feelings. I had no feelings. I felt numb. I even asked myself, how come I couldn't feel anything? I couldn't cry. I wasn't happy or sad. I had no feelings. Was I human anymore? I decided to take a trip far away. I escaped to a tropical island where my friend Selena had friends there. She arranged for me to have a place to stay with her relatives in different parts of the island. When I stayed with one set of relatives, one lady took me out for a walk along a river. She didn't know me, and I didn't know her but she just straight out told me her sob story as we walked. She had a wonderful life, and suddenly 
her middle-aged husband got a stroke and could no longer care for himself. It was surprising to hear her tell such a personal story, and as I listened, I realized much. Here I was, devastated by my cheating boyfriend, and I allowed life to suck the air out of my body. My heartbreak was nothing compared to the life she was living. She had to stop working to feed her husband, give him medication, and take care of his needs for many years. The conversation with this stranger led me to realize that I wanted to live and stop walking around like a dead person. Returning home from the trip, I got into action to get back to working and living life. The motivation and energy to do something with my life returned. After a year, I decided to move abroad. Being extremely far away from home, exceedingly busy with a new job and a new social life, I forgot all about Devin, literally. He didn't even enter my mind when I was awake. Occasionally, he'd show up in my dreams. I'd awake horrified and ask myself, why did he show up in my dream at night? I want that part of my life gone. Because he showed up in my dreams, like once a year, I knew I had not forgotten him or entirely moved on. Years later, I returned home from living and working abroad. Returning to familiar surroundings, I also returned to memories of Devin. I was not happy about this. I needed to address this problem and have complete closure. It had been 10 years since Devin and I broke up, but full closure was not present. The lingering residual taste was still there, and the occasional dreams were still there. I wanted it gone forever. I wanted a miracle. Where could I find one? I know the only place to find miracles is in Landmark Education. I signed up for one of their personal development classes. Finally, it hit me. It was so simple, but I couldn't do it for 10 years and kept wondering how to do it. All I had to do was forgive him and forgive myself. But for 10 years, I didn't know how to do it. Through conversations in the class, breakthroughs came to me. I heard someone say, how long are you going to keep punishing yourself? Indirectly, I realized that I was punishing myself as long as I didn't forgive. I needed to let go of being right. I needed to forgive myself and stop hurting myself because of it. Again, how? Declare it, say it, and say it aloud, I did. Incredibly, a miracle happened. After I declared forgiven Devin and myself, a sensation of joy and freedom released the agony, torment, and pain. Only a carefree feeling was left. As a result of the breakup, I finally learned how 
to forgive someone. Forgiving and embracing life moments were invaluable gifts gotten from a broken heart. A moment of an encounter called a conversation about a broken heart. After a devastating breakup, an escape to a tiny island called Taiwan for a bit of rest and relaxation sounded like a good idea. A friend of mine arranged for me to meet a friend of hers in Taiwan so I would quickly have a new friend there. I first met up with Justine at a restaurant to have lunch together. What brings you to Taiwan, she asked. Just needed to get away because I recently had a big, bad breakup, I said. Surprisingly, she began to share how she met someone but quickly felt rejected and was not up for meeting guys anymore. I thought she barely knew the guy and was so quick to decide to write men off already. It was all because she got stood up once. She had many questions for me because she couldn't understand how I could still be optimistic about any future man in my life. Why did you break up? she asked. To make a long story short, my boyfriend cheated on me. We were together for many years. I was shocked that it happened. I was blindsided. I didn't see it coming. I was devastated, and I have never been so devastated in my life. I explained. Would you want to meet another man? She inquired. I suppose if I meet another one, I would be open to it, I said. How could you be open to it when he hurt you? She said. Yes, he hurt me a lot. It was most painful. But it doesn't mean that all men are like that, I answered. But how can you take the pain? How can you risk getting hurt again? She inquired. Every person's different, and just because one didn't turn out well doesn't mean everyone is like that, I reasoned. She continued to question me, and I continued to explain with about the same answers but with different words to satisfy her questioning. In the end, what came out of my mouth surprised me. I stunned myself. I said, when I write the book of my life, I don't want blank pages where I have nothing to say because I led a boring and dull life. Even though there are challenges and risks taken and maybe more of those to come, at least my book will be filled with stories. My stories will show that I lived a life full of the good and the bad, the simple and the complex, the adventures and the mundane, the challenges and the ordinary. With all that, life would not be a waste or boring. My life would have some meaning because if there were no value, then there would have been no point in living. With that, our conversation ended. I know not if this stranger would risk another relationship, but she seemed to appreciate my thoughts, gave me a ring off her finger 
to commemorate our conversation and thanked me. True to my words, 11 years later, I wrote a three-book series of the chapters of my life, Moments of Adversities, Encounters, and Perspectives. I filled my books with words of the ups and downs and the twists and turns that expressed a life lived. I am thankful for no blank pages that signify a dull and boring existence, but an abundant life of value. A moment of a perspective called the place for rejuvenation. The school bell rings. I open the classroom door with great reluctance as I have done this for seven months now. Loud yapping teenagers walk in, ignoring my greeting. Still, I greet them in a foreign language, which I am teaching. I hope that somewhere in the recesses of their ear canal, they hear me and pick up something I wish to impart. Soon I tell them to focus on their work or attempt to give them a set of directions. But whatever I say seems to land on deaf ears. They are too busy conversing with one another, horsing around with this or that person, walking around the classroom bothering each other, or on mobile phones playing games or texting someone. A loud voice, a pleasant smile, a visual video, prizes, posters as visual aids, a soft voice going right in front of each face. Nothing seems to engage them or phase them. You might feel a little sympathy if I were a first-year teacher, but I am not. I am a veteran elementary school teacher who has a reputation for being one of the best. But now, look at me teaching today's Generation Z, who could care less about others and don't appreciate anything or anyone. Simply telling them where to sit will ignite their flame of why should they move. I am disgusted. I break. I wanted to make a difference, but apparently I am not doing the job. I go home and jump into my favorite place to be. Ah under the shower head, with water spraying out. I put my head under it and bend back just a little so that the pellets of spraying water gently beat just above my forehead, massaging away the stress of the day. Luckily, I don't pay for the water. It's part of the rent. So I tell myself it is okay to stand there just a bit longer. Next, I adjusted the shower head so the beating of the water droplets was just a bit stronger. This way, the gushing water will pound out the tenseness in my head, flush away all the dirty attitudes, and wash away all the disgusting profanity mouthed from the high schoolers. After that, I face the shower head, lower my head, and let the bigger pellets of water rain on my head. As the water keeps falling on my lowered head, I pray to drown my desire to quit 
before the school year is over. I refuse to be a quitter. The flood of water transports me to the ocean, where I envision that we are all just one speck in this great universe, and all our problems are so minor compared to this infinite space. Last, I go back to facing away from the showerhead, readjusting it to a gentle spray of water. I bend back to enjoy the soothing and relaxing feel of water gently beating on my head area just above the forehead. As the water cascades down on me, I rejuvenate myself, and I dream of sitting under a waterfall with water falling all over me and me wishing to stay there forever. What a beautiful scene. With my imagination, I can dream anything. By the time I turn off the water, I am calm and relaxed like the monks of Bhutan. With a multitude of gratitude, I am thankful for having access to this special place under the showerhead, under the abundance of water that can transform me every day. A simple household item like a showerhead, could help change your feelings, mood, and perspectives in a matter of minutes. Little miracles can happen every day with it. Though I suffered a devastating breakup, I learned to forgive and appreciate the precious moments of life. Though I only had a short conversation with a stranger, I discovered that the spice of life, the value of life, includes the good and bad mixed together. Though I became disillusioned with a dream job, I found comfort under a showerhead spouting out water. Next week, you will hear three new real-life stories called Dead People what someone said, and don't forget the most important. If you would like to ask a question or make a comment about an eye-opening moment, you may email me or go to inspiremereads.com. Thank you for listening.